0: Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast, guide to Vilnius, Lithuania, from IndieTravelPodcast.com. While Lithuania might not be the first country one
1: thinks of when travelling to Europe, its capital Vilnius is definitely worth a stop. It's the European capital of culture for 2009, and for good reason. Vilnius is packed with character. A long and turbulent history has resulted in an edgy, engaging city.
0: It sure has. The Indie Travel Podcast guide to Vilnius is brought to you by HostelBookers.com. Hostel Bookers is a budget accommodation website that's run by travellers for travellers. You can search and book a range of hostels, guest houses, cheap hotels and apartments online and over 2,500 destinations worldwide, from Vilnius to Venezuela.
1: As the only independent hostel booking website that doesn't charge a booking fee, they offer the cheapest price and value for money because, as travel enthusiasts themselves, they think it's what backpackers and budget travellers deserve. Hostelbookers also has thousands of customer ratings and reviews, helping you get a cleaner picture of what each hostel offers.
0: Shall we jump straight into the fact box? Yep. Obviously the name of the city is Vilnius, Lithuania, and it's also the capital city of Lithuania. It's located in the southeast of the country, and if you don't know where Lithuania is, go get a map. No, it's in the Baltic region, so um, you're thinking northeastern Europe, below Finland.
1: Yeah, below... Finland, below Estonia, below Latvia, and kind
0: of north of Poland and and Belarus. It's got a population of just over half a million people. Of course, Lithuanian is spoken, but Russian and Polish are also widely spoken, and English too, especially by the under-30s.
1: It's known for being the European city of culture in 2009, and also for its weird, weird breakaway republic of Uzapis
0: in the middle of the city. Don't forget the world's only Frank Zappa statue. Yep, that's what Lithuania is known for. <laughs> <laughs> in winter, the temperatures are freezing cold, but the average high in summer is around 20 degrees Celsius. Which is cold. It's, yeah, it's still not hot for summer.
1: The airport's well. The main airport is Vilnius International Airport, which is VNO, which is seven kilometres south of Vilnius. Unfortunately there aren't a lot of budget airlines that go there, but you can fly into other airports such as Kaunas, Klaipeda, or even somewhere like Tallinn or Riga.
0: The price of a pint's about five litres fifty, which is about one euro sixty. Price of a dorm bed around thirty-five litres, and the price of public transport tickets about two fifty.
1: When you're looking for the toilets, check for the letter M or an upwards pointing triangle for women, or the letter V and a downward pointing arrow for men.
0: Yeah, M is not for men. This is something that's good to remember. Quite a lot of our travel companions didn't work that out for a while. (laughs) Vilnius is a river city, which can be considered in terms of the Old Town, Ussipus, and the new business developments. Most of the Old Town was a Jewish ghetto during World War II, and it now contains the town square, plus many historical buildings and beautiful churches.
1: Cathedral Square is a major landmark, as is Gediminas Hill. Ussipus... Oh, we love Oesipus. It's a breakaway republic within the capital itself. You can sit with a Baltic beer by the Little River and watch all the artists and other Denzians get together for a quiet drink
0: themselves. Now, I can say without a doubt that Vilnius won't be to everyone's taste. I mean, it's moving quickly, it's rebuilding itself, but the 20th century has not been kind. Um, Polish, Nazi and Soviet occupation have all left a damaging mark on the city and on its people.
1: Yeah, buildings and streets are sometimes in disrepair, especially outside of the heavily touristed areas.
0: And Vilnius is one of the strangest cities that I have ever been in. And Definitely. that's why I love it. There's yeah. just quirks and strangeness every time you turn a corner, from the Frank Zappa statue to this weird republic within the nation's capital. Vilnius is awesome.
1: The lack of big-name attractions means that even at the tourist attractions... Vilnius is never crammed full of the loud, rotund tourists with 17 things looked around their necks and a bum bag around their waist. It's a really enjoyable break from the European tourist trail. If you're travelling to Vilnius on a budget, you can search and book your accommodation online with our sponsors, HostelBookers.com. They have no booking fee and they offer lively backpacker hostels with bars and cheap dorm beds right through to quaint guest houses in the heart of the old town. There's a wide range of budget accommodation available for all visitors exploring the city. And prices start at just €8 Euros per night for a dorm bed with hostel bookers.
0: We stayed at the Old Town Hostel and, indeed, we booked through hostel bookers. Um, it's full of character, although the bathroom layout is a little bit strange. It
1: was so random. You had to go through the dorms to get to the bathrooms.
0: Yeah. Very odd. We have heard good things about the Now Street and the Linden Turp guest houses too, both of which are in the Old Town.
1: Business travellers may wish to stay in the Radisson Astoria, which is probably the nicest hotel in town, and has an excellent Sunday brunch, apparently.
0: Yeah, you don't need to be uh, staying at the hotel to go and enjoy the brunch. So, Sunday morning, that's a place to be.
1: Now, speaking about food, food in Vilnius, at least as we experienced it, was hearty, filling, and quite basic. I mean, I have strong memories of beef and potatoes.
0: (laughs) Both of which I love.
1: Yes, Craig was (laughs) definitely happy with uh, food in Vilnius.
0: Of course, the usual range of European and Asian-style foods available right throughout the city.
1: Lithuania's most popular beer. It's v- 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good work. It's Svirties. It's S-V-Y-T-U-R-Y-S. And it's served everywhere. Just try pronouncing it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse after a couple.
1: There's different types, but I remember a quite flavorful lager and a darker porter
0: style beer amongst them. Spirits are also big, and Lithuanian vodka packs a powerful punch. But its quality, at least if you don't buy the cheapest stuff, easily matches those from Russia and Poland. All right, transport. Well,
1: if you like walking, you'll find the tourist friendly areas of Vilnius to be quite accessible by foot. We did most of our looking around by foot, and it was great. Wandering around the streets and squares is a great way to spend your day. You'll run into markets, little churches, and strange combinations of modern and Soviet-era design almost everywhere.
0: Buses and trolleybuses create a low-cost network that runs through the city. It's easier and cheaper to buy your tickets from a newspaper kiosk, and um, then you don't need to deal with the the bus drivers to buy your ticket, or the scary uh, old woman who police the trams.
1: Definitely. Taxis are reasonably priced, but like everywhere in the world, don't get into a taxi with a dodgy driver. And they also recommend if you're going from the airport to book your taxi in advance.
0: At the start and the end of the day, traffic jams are common, even in such a small city, so walking is definitely advised during those times.
1: Alright, let's get on to the attractions. Well, as always, we'll start with the free attractions first. And the major free attraction of Vilnius is the Old Town. There are heaps of churches and ancient buildings erected in the uh, 13th to 19th centuries, and you can enter through the Gate of Dawn to experience something of the old Vilnius.
0: Yeah, it's quite neat. As you're coming uh, from where we stayed in the Old Town Hostel and approaching the town itself, there's just a plain gateway on the outside. But once you walk through and turn around, you'll find this beautiful, really ornate um, kind of shrine to the Virgin Mary inside the gate. So, yeah,
1: it's really cool. It's really cool. And there's heaps of churches worth seeing as well, including the Arch Cathedral Basilica, St. Anne's Church, St. Peter and Paul's Church, and
0: lots, lots more. Lots more. The Arch Cathedral Basilica is located on a huge square called Cathedral Square. And there's a big um, kind of tower outside the front, which is kind of reminiscent of a lighthouse for some reason. Yeah, what you need in the middle of your city. (laughs) Yep. Inside, sorry, on the outside, in the square, you have to look for a particular tile, and which is written the word for miracle, which is stebuklas. Very nice. Now, apparently, if you stand on this, make a wish, and turn around three times, your wish will be granted. I didn't get any cake. No, well, we (laughs) couldn't find the tile. (laughs) There's also the Chapel of St. Casimir, who's a rather important saint in the Lithuanian calendar, and um, that chapel is within the cathedral itself.
1: Another thing that's definitely worth seeing in Vilnius is Ousippus. Now, Ousippus is a breakaway republic within the city itself, and it is absolutely mental. It's so much fun. It's a it's a bohemian area, largely unrestored, and it's got a lot to see. I mean, there's the angel, there's the little river, and... The pubs. The, yeah, <laughs> that goes without saying. But then there's also the constitution. Now, this little little district has its own
0: constitution of
1: how many items? Is it about 30?
0: I don't know. Let's Shall we go through them? Yep. Okay. So, the constitution of Ousipus. Everyone has the right to live by the little river, while the little river has the right to flow by everyone.
1: Everyone has the right to hot water, heating in winter, and a tiled roof.
0: Everyone has the right to die, but it's not a duty.
1: Everyone has the right to make mistakes.
0: Everyone has the right to individuality.
1: And everyone has the right
0: to love. Everyone has the right to be not loved, but not necessarily. Everyone has the right
1: not to be distinguished and famous.
0: Everyone has the right to be idle.
1: Everyone has the right to love and take care of the cat.
0: Everyone has the right to look after a dog till one or the other dies.
1: A dog has the right to be a dog.
0: A cat is not obliged to love its master, but it must help him in difficult times.
1: Everyone has the right to sometimes be unaware of his duties.
0: Everyone has the right to be in doubt, but this is not a duty. Everyone has the right to be happy. Everyone has the right to be unhappy. Everyone has the right to be silent. Everyone has the right to have faith. No one has the right to violence. Everyone has the right to realise his negligibility and magnificence. Everyone has the right to encroach upon eternity. Everyone has the right to understand. Everyone has the right to understand nothing. Everyone has the right to be of various nationalities. Everyone has the right to celebrate or not celebrate his birthday. Everyone shall remember his name. Everyone may
1: share what he possesses.
0: No one can share what he doesn't possess. Everyone has the right to have brothers, sisters and parents. Everyone is capable of independence. Everyone is responsible for his freedom. Everyone has the right to cry. Everyone has the right to be misunderstood. No one has the right to make another person guilty. Everyone has the right to be personal. Everyone has the right to have no rights. Everyone has the right
1: not to be afraid.
0: Do not defeat.
1: Do not fight back.
0: Do not surrender. I think that sums up Ousippus.
1: It does. It really does. Now, when we were in Ousippus, it just seemed slightly surreal. It was like we were in a French New Wave film. Every time we turned around, there was something odd going on.
0: Yeah, I kept expecting to see Jean-Luc Godard following me around with a camera.
1: Another good free attraction is the Frank Zappa Statue. It's the only statue in the world for honouring this uh, this <coughs> this musician. <laughs> yeah,
0: <You're> so lovely. <laughs> um, if you're looking to spend some money, head up to Getaminas Hill and Getaminas Castle. The Red Brick Tower is restored, but it's really well done, um, and it's the best view of Vilnius. If you can't find it, simply look up. It's the tall red castle on the hill in the middle of the city.
1: If you don't feel like looking up, you can actually climb up. You can get up there from (laughs) Cathedral Square. And if you're so lazy that you can't be bothered climbing, there's a funicular on the other side of the hill facing the
0: river. You could also visit the Lithuanian National Museum, which is a good museum of ethnography and cultural history.
1: One thing that we really enjoyed was the Museum of Genocide Victims.
0: Well, maybe not enjoyed as such.
1: Well, no, but we found it really interesting and valuable. Hmm. And when we arrived, we actually arrived about half an hour after closing time. And we were so disappointed because it was a Sunday or something, and it was closed the next day. And we were just standing there going, darn. When suddenly the door creaked open and a little old lady peered out and said, Museum! We said, Yes. And she beckoned one finger. (laughs) It was, was surreal. It yeah, was that, surreal. That experience basically
0: summed up Vilnius for me, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> favourite memory. <laughs> um, well, the if you're into something a bit more light-hearted, Vilnius is a basketball centre. So head down to the stadium and try and catch a basketball game during the season.
1: Of course, you can also visit the centre of Europe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, the centre of Europe. The centre of Europe <laughs> in one of the most northernmost countries. I find it quite hilarious. Well, it's the French that decided it, so there we go. It's about 25km north of the city, but um, a recent recalculation has actually moved it half a dozen kilometres closer. Yes.
1: You can also visit the rather overpriced European park from Tenae to Sunset. There are lots of sculptures, which are the works of sculptures from more than 70 countries worldwide, and they're exhibited in an open area of about 55 hectares.
0: Yeah, they're right next to each other, so if you visit one, visit the other. Now there are some cool seasonal attractions that we want to draw your attention to. First is the biggest book fair in the Baltics, which is in Vilnius each February. So it's a place to come, to browse, to get caught up in the crowds, and to buy books.
1: You can also visit the Kaisukas Fair in March each year, which is a huge fair with stalls and events.
0: Leading up to the Vilnius Festival in June which leads on again to the Song Festival in July. The Vilnius Festival is annual, it's an arts festival, and then the Song Festival is huge, but it's only done every four years. There's mass choirs, up to 35,000 participants. There's ethnographic music and dance. It's all kind of folklore and traditional song and dance.
1: August and September seem filled with celebrations. There's fireworks, concerts, raves and film festivals. So late summer is definitely a good time to be in Vilnius.
0: Although it is the wettest time of the year, you get most rainfall in June and July, which we found out during our time there.
1: Like most European cities, Vilnius has Christmas markets each year, but with the temperatures as low as negative 20, I don't think I'll be there.
0: (laughs) They do have a giant Christmas tree in the Cathedral Square, so that might tempt you. Mm. No, not negative 20? (laughs) So this year, Vilnius is one of the European capitals of culture, alongside Linz in Austria, and we haven't really spoken about what that means. Can you explain? Well, each year the EU chooses two or three cities to showcase their cultural offerings. During
1: the year, the city puts on big celebrations and invests in local art, sculpture, and basically gives the town a facelift. When we visited Vilnius in 2007, renovations were well underway, with the old town square being repaved and preparation work being done almost everywhere, really.
0: Yeah, so all of the events we've talked about will be happening on a much larger scale than normal this year So it's a good time to get down And there's heaps more events which are only happening this year So you can visit culturelive.lt or vilnius2009.lt for more information about this year's schedule Alright, well let's talk
1: about the guidebooks When we were there we used Lonely Planet Europe on a shoestring Which obviously only had a a couple of pages on Vilnius But actually that that was more than enough for us
0: It was. You can also get Lonely Planets Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania, which will give you some more detailed information and help you plan a tour through the Baltic States. And Rough Guides have the Rough Guide to the Baltic States, which is also good. I found a great free resource for this city, and it's basically a a complete guidebook with accommodation, history, restaurant reviews, everything you might want, available at inyourpocket.com as a free download for a PDF. So we'll link to that in the show notes.
1: Onto the favourite memory section. What's your favourite memory of Vilnius?
0: Oh, I have so many favourite memories. Um, I remember walking around in heavy rain with the gutters kind of throwing water everywhere. And I just remember walking around, and it seemed like every time I turned a corner... There was something just so weird and interesting, whether it was someone selling amber or religious icons or whether it was a statue of Frank Zappa or a dead cat next to the sign that says everyone has the right to look after the cat. It was just weird and wonderful every single time you stepped out the door.
1: Yeah, Vilnius was a very, very special city. I think my favourite memory was... Just remembering that woman standing at the door of the KGB museum, beckoning us in, which was followed by the the quite dark experience of actually going through the museum. Mm, Definitely worthwhile. It was definitely moving. Yeah.
0: Where would you go next? Well, it depends on
1: where you've come from, of course. We'd we'd come up from Warsaw, but if you're heading south, then it's quite a good way to do that in reverse catch the coach down to Warsaw and head into Poland.
0: Yeah, or if you've got the visa, you could head east into Minsk and in Belarus.
1: Yeah, apparently that's one of the most difficult visas to, a, to, to acquire. <laughs> we didn't even bother trying.
0: We haven't heard anything good about rail travel in these directions, and we didn't dare use it ourselves. So I would recommend the coaches, though.
1: Yeah, we found them fine. Heading north is definitely a good idea into um, Latvia and Estonia. But before mm-hmm. you go there, explore a bit more of Lithuania.
0: Yeah, you could go down to Kaunas, uh, sorry, go west to Kaunas and then onwards to Klaipeda. Kaunas is Lithuania's second largest city, when Klaipeda is a nice little port town, it was nice and relaxed, but didn't really have much to do.
1: It's also the gateway to the Curonian Spit, though, which yeah. has huge sand dunes and petite little holiday homes. It's really nice.
0: We were disappointed not to be able to make it to the Hill of Crosses in Saiulai. It's a hill which is literally covered in tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of wooden crosses. It looks amazing in the pictures, but we just couldn't make it, unfortunately. If you go, take your own cross to add to the pile. You might want to go to Trakai, which is a national park about 30 k's away. Um, or the Grutas Park, which is sometimes known as Stalin's World. It's a <laughs> massive park um, filled with Soviet-era statues, which they've transported from all over the Baltics.
1: Now, before we finish, I just want to give another plug for Hostelbookers. They're currently launching a brand new website, which will still be offering the same great hostels and low prices, but with new features to help make searching and booking your budget accommodation online easier and
0: quicker. The new website will also include enhanced guides to top worldwide destinations, articles, up-to-date information on events, transport, trip planning. So you can check out their five things to do in Vilnius at hostelbookers.com.
1: Well, I think that pretty much wraps up our guide to Vilnius,
0: Lithuania. Indeed. If you'd be interested in sponsoring the Indie Travel Podcast or um, advertising on the site, please drop by indietravelpodcast.com and flick us an email. And until next week, travel well.